Welcome back to another episode of Lady of Scareness. I'm Hillary. I'm Taylor. And I'm Marisa. Happy Halloween. Weenies. I hope everybody's having fun and eating candy and doing fun Halloween shit. Watching scary movies. This is Halloween. This is Halloween. Do you know who Jason or what is Jason Voorhees' favorite restaurant? It's Chick Chick Foley. No? No. One more time. Chick 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 Foley. Okay. I get it. I get it. It was corny, mm-hmm. but it was cute. Yeah. Good job. Thanks. You take that. Where do you get your jokes? <laughs> well, that one I got from my friend Christina. So <laughs> thanks, Chrissy. If you're listening to this, I'm sorry, Hillary hated your jokes so much. <laughs> no, no. Yeah, because I laughed hysterically. I bet you did. I had been drinking a little, but yeah. You just a little bit. Yeah. On Halloween, what I like to do. What do you like to do? Midnight, trick or treat? Midnight margaritas. You put the lime do you do in it? the coconut and drink it. Well, are you guys ready for our last Halloween story? I'm so no, sad to see it go. So I saved it. Stop reading it. I saved the best for last. I can't read. <laughs> we all know that. Right. You've heard me. I just like to make you feel like you can. Oh. On Halloween night in 1984 in San Jose, California, 31-year-old and eight months pregnant, Doreen Herbert heard a knock on her door around 9 p.m. So she's 31 years old 31. and eight months pregnant. Eight months pregnant. Ooh. Shit. About to pop. It's nine o'clock at night. Not, not, not. Okay. Thinking that it was a straggling trick-or-treater, she opened the door without hesitation. Why? Maybe the introvert me is like, I'm not even... Also, again, this is the 80s. Things hadn't gotten quite... Saucy enough. Yeah. Because our- no, the 70s is when people started killing people. True. I mean, that's when you had like the Bundys and the. Mm-hmm. But, you know. Well, yeah. Yeah, technically, I think that was the I prime was time. Two years old. I wasn't even a thought. I wasn't either. Instead of the child or children she expected it to be, a man with a rubber wolf mask stood in her doorway. Nope. She noticed the man was holding a machete and quickly told her four-year-old daughter, Deanna, to hide. Deanna recalls the man stepping inside the house and saying, I'm going to kill you to her mother. Doreen's husband, Charles, had been out of the house but returned home a little later. The door was wide open. Slightly confused as to why, he stepped into his home and was instantly met by a horrifying scene. His wife was laying on the floor covered in blood. She had been struck all over with a machete more than 25 times to the head alone. God damn. And one of her hands was completely severed from her body. Her stomach had been cut open and their unborn son was beside her in pieces. Mm. Here she goes again. Here she goes again. The fucking kids. The where, was the, where, was, there's a, where was the four-year-old? Okay, I'm sorry. In pieces, yes. Well, it's a, the four-year-old's alive because she said earlier that it, the four-year-old recalled. Look at okay. Taylor. I can't. I'm doing really good today. So. <laughs> Hillary told me. I think I already know who did it. Go ahead. <laughs> Hillary, Hillary gave me affirmation. <laughs> the baby, of course, died instantly. Oh. Doreen was still clinging to life. Oh, shit. She had a pulse when the ambulance arrived, but ultimately died en route to the mm. hospital. Mm. Marisa was so hopeful. I really was. She had such a <gasps> look of like, hope sweet. on her face. When police got there. The baby's in pieces? Mm-hmm. God. Fuck. When the police got there, Charles was the first suspect. The fact that he was covered in blood did not help at all, but he was hysterical. He was screaming, help my wife, save my wife. I don't know what's going on. Please help my wife. They eventually got him somewhat contained and took him to the police station. Because again. Well, yeah. Yeah. 
But there was one survivor. Police found Deanna hiding behind a couch in the living room. Four-year-old Deanna. Just probably a couch? Terrified. And then... I would have been in a cabinet somewhere. The cops noticed a cartoonish-looking wolf mask by the entryway in a trail of blood leading out the door. The trail went all the way down the street, then abruptly stopped, like maybe the person had gotten in a car and drove off. Neighbors were questioned. One witness said he saw someone wearing a wolf mask standing across the street from the house at about 6.30 or 7, which it's Halloween. But what was odd to him was that the person was just standing there staring at the house. He wasn't trick-or-treating. He didn't have a trick-or-treat pill. There was nobody else with him. He was alone just standing at the house, staring. I'm going to do this. <laughs> maybe don't. Why? No one, no it one sounds will like he, Maybe he was trying to work himself up. Because if anything happens in that neighborhood, then they're going yeah, to come gonna, for you. Yeah, they are. Mm. And you might get shot. I have a good alibi. I'll sh- I would shoot you. No one's going to suspect a small 5'3 blonde girl. Right, but if someone is standing outside of their house, staring with a wolf mask, you're going to get <laughs> shot. Yeah, right. <laughs> in this town, in this day... Try that in a small town. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and we're canceled. Yeah. I don't know any I don't even know what that means. So. <laughs> I don't either. I just know people say it. I'm just trying to I'm just trying to fit just in. Just trying to fit in. Anyway. Yeah, but on. if it's not woke, I take it back. It's not woke. Well, I take it back. I knew it wasn't woke. Okay, so after talking with Charles at the police station, investigators learned that he and Deanna had the daughter had gone out trick-or-treating and then they came back and Doreen accompanied their daughter to a few more houses because remember she's eight months pregnant she's probably like I am not walking right around the whole neighborhood mm-hmm. you guys can come back and we'll go to like two or three mm-hmm. together and I'm done once they returned Charles left to go to the store and it was only about 15 minutes away as they continued to speak to Charles, the, the, the authorities turned their attention to someone else. They learned that Doreen had an ex-husband named Mike Dennis. Some neighbors that they had talked to also mentioned an ex-husband that they thought had a rocky relationship with Doreen. So that, you know, the cops were kind of like, huh. So they went to talk to Mike Dennis just a few hours after the crime was committed. They get to his house where his truck is sitting in the driveway and an officer did a quick scan inside of the truck with a flashlight and he noted, noticed blood on the steering wheel and the gear shift. They knocked on the door. Nobody answered, but the lights in the house were on and they can hear water running. Then the water shuts off. They knock again and Mike answered. When they told him that his ex-wife had just been murdered, they found his reaction odd because he was just kind of like, oh, really? Like he wasn't like, what? Oh my God. He's just like, huh? (coughs) You don't say. That sucks. <laughs> God damn, well. All right. Thanks Stay. for letting me know. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, shit. Okay. Have a good night. Have a good one. When they asked if they could search his house, he said, sure, no problem. I got nothing to hide. Okay. When he goes to sign the consent to search his house, because you know that you got to sign mm-hmm. consent to let the cops search your house. Okay. They noticed that he had a bandage on his hand. When they said, hey, what, what's that? He said, oh, <laughs> I I was being I was being careless and I had a knife and I was twirling it around and instead of catching it like you do yeah instead of catching it by the you know I I caught it by the sharp end sounds like something Nicholas would do I would have okay because that's now he's put himself in with a knife if I was gonna lie about how I cut my hand it had been an elaborate story that had nothing to do in any kind of relevance to a knife after my wife had been murdered ex wife whatever you know what I mean. You follow what I'm saying? I don't know. I just think it's funny. Like, 
you know. Oh, you know. <laughs> you, guys are, you guys are going to think this is crazy. It's so not real. Crazy. I was actually, you got, you guys was actually gonna believe me. playing that game where you like yeah. stab in between your fingers yeah. and I just like yeah. stab myself. Five finger fillet. <laughs> you thought it would be funny. Whoops. When they searched the house, they saw some clothes that appeared to have blood on them in his bedroom. There was also blood drops on the kitchen floor and outside on the grass. And then in the bathroom, there was some but- bloody gauze. So what did they do? They arrested Mike and released Charles. Mike insisted that he was innocent. His alibi was that he'd been home at 4 p.m. He had dinner with his mom, and then they'd been passing out candy till about 8.30. But that didn't help him any because, A, that's not a good alibi. And, B, even with that alibi, he still would have been able to do the crime (laughs) that he did. So Mm -hmm. he didn't even cover Mm -hmm. the time of the crime because the crime happened at about 9-ish. Okay. I don't think he did it. You don't? Team Mike. Are you? I think so. She thought his wound f- story was funny. <laughs> it makes perfect sense. I mean, because you're gonna, you guys are gonna laugh. Yeah. When I tell you. No, anyway, with the evidence that they had, the police couldn't hold him for very long. So they went back to his house to do a more thorough search. In the closet, they found a receipt from a hardware store for a machete with an 18-inch blade. Okay. Goddamn it. <laughs> You still, you still team Mike? <laughs> she is. She is. <laughs> Mike, Mike Myers. They Halloween. also searched his garage for the first time. Is there in, something weird in there? In there, they found two homemade coffins. Oh, I damn fucking it. love that. <laughs> Wait, hold on. But maybe that was part That's of his. Awesome. <laughs> maybe that was. Maybe he has a haunted house. So funny story. I actually run a haunted house, yeah. and these are my coffins. But imagine, like, if he is innocent, and like he, the cops come, they're like, "Where's Mr. Charles?" He goes, "Okay, like this, I know this is okay, good. but." I do have two homemade coffins in my garage. I feel like I should just go ahead and tell you guys. I should, like, Don't make it weird. There's weird shit it's in my garage. It's only going to be weird if you make it weird. <laughs> I'm not weird. You're weird. One coffin was a little bit bigger than the other. And next to the coffin, they found two body bags, weights, and a map of the San Francisco Bay. Okay, what's the coffin for, though, if you're going to put it in the water? I don't know. But that... None of that physically tied him to the murder. And that's what the cops needed to have a solid case. So 48 hours after his arrest, the police had to let him go. Mm -hmm. 34-year-old Mike Dennis walked out of the police station. But the police wanted him in jail. They're like, this is our guy. This is our guy. So they're like, "We, we just let a killer go. We just let a killer walk out the door and he's just free roaming around. Was we, was the blood in his house somebody else's blood or was it his blood? Well, this is 84, so remember. Okay, we don't know. You can only determine if it's human or Type animal, I stuff. think. Which oh, they yeah. did take all the samples and send them off. But again, God knows how long right. that okay. took back then. Police decided to talk to Deanna to see if maybe she could, you know, give him something up until that point. That's the daughter. Yeah. yeah. Up until that point, she'd been too traumatized to talk. No, she should. Oh, listen. You know what? One of our listeners, she does this. That is her job. Does what? Talks to children. Really? In cases like this. Wow. I want to talk to her. That is really awesome. Yep. She interviews kids for like any kind of DCF case. Mer- like, because mm. she messaged me or messaged us on Lady You're Scaring Us after the Susan Powell episode when we were talking about how they mm-hmm. were talking to the kids. And mm-hmm. he said, you know, mommy was with the crystals. She does that. That is her job. That's incredible. She said it's the best job she's ever had, that it's difficult, mm-hmm. hard, and tough, but she absolutely loves it. Well, we need people like her, so that's awesome. That is cool. Mm-hmm. What's her name? Do you remember? Fucking sad, but... That's a tough job. Somebody's got to do it. That Susan Powell case really pisses me off. Yeah. Still pisses me off. Fucking dispatcher. God. <laughs> Where is that fucker? Let's kick his ass. 
Gabby. 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 Thanks for doing what you do. That's pretty badass. That is. Mm -hmm. It's awesome. Yep. I had been meaning to tell you guys that, but that was just a perfect segue. So they got a child psychiatrist to talk to Deanna to help her express what she could remember. She said that there was a loud banging on the door. Her mom opened the door. And as soon as she did, that's when it all started. She remembered her mom telling her to hide and yelling at the man to get out. But she, she, she hid, so she didn't see the man's face. But she knew that the person had to know who she was because he was going through the house calling her name, Deanna's name. Oh. He ended up leaving because he couldn't find her. And then Deanna stayed behind the couch until the cops Good came. Good question. Mm-hmm. You may have said it, and I might have just missed it. So the ex-husband, is this her dad? Mm-mm. It's not? Mm-mm. Okay. No. I didn't mention that. I should have. No, it's, it's her and Charles's. But I do mention it later, but I should have mentioned it earlier. Okay. That still wasn't anything that they could use to get Mike. Right. So they started talking to people who knew him. They learned that Mike and Doreen married after only dating for a few months. They got pregnant and had a son named Paul together, but things didn't work out and they got divorced in 1977 with Doreen having primary custody of their son. But Mike would get him on the weekends and he cherished every minute that he had with his son. He loved him more than anything in the world and just always talked about how he just, he really wished he could see him more, whatever, whatever. A couple of years later, Doreen married Charles and Paul continued to live with Doreen and Charles and Charles loved Paul too. He loved him like he was his own son. Then Charles and Doreen had their daughter, Deanna, in 1979. Unfortunately, in 1980, four-year-old Paul fell into the family pool at Charles and Doreen's house. Oh, no. The pool had a fence around it, but Charles believes that Paul climbed under the fence via a hole that the dog had dug. Paul was pulled from the pool, rushed to the hospital, and put on life support for a week. Sadly, the outlook for Paul's quality of life was, was bleak. The difficult decision to take him off life support was made after one week, and Paul died three days later. Oh, okay. He's four years old. Yep. Damn. Everybody was devastated, but Mike was inconsolable. Paul was all he had. Mm-hmm. You know, Doreen had Charles. And she had kid. Deanna. Yeah. Which still right, didn't right, help, right. but Mike didn't have, he didn't have another partner. Right. He just had Paul, and mm-hmm. Paul is gone. Mm. And... Mike blamed Doreen and Charles for his son's death. Yeah, that he makes sense. He completely blamed them. Mm-hmm. He even filed a wrongful death lawsuit. But after a two-year legal battle, it ended up going in favor of the Herberts. And Paul's death was ruled an accident, which mm-hmm. it was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And after that, the Herberts had no more contact with Mike at all. Yeah. As they're learning more about Mike, results from the blood sent to the crime lab came back. And again, at that time, all they could do was type blood. But Mike had the same type of blood as whoever's blood had been mixed with Doreen's at the crime scene. On November 5th, they arrested him again for murder. Still trying to build a case, another search of his home revealed an address book with more people that knew him. And one of the detectives just started calling people. Hey, what can you tell me? What Mm -hmm. can you tell me about Mike? That's when he talked to a girl. And I guess he must have told her a little bit about what happened. And the girl said, oh, well, last year... We went to a Halloween party together and Mike dressed up as the big bad wolf. Okay. And the officer said, that's interesting. There doesn't happen to be any pictures from that party. Is there? And she said, oh yeah, absolutely. People took pictures. And that's when they got their hands on a picture of Mike Dennis wearing the exact same mask that was found at the crime scene. Wow. 
Four years later, on July 19, 1988, Mike went to trial for the first-degree murder of Doreen and the second-degree murder of her unborn child. The prosecution laid out a story of a man who had all the rage and all the motive in the world due to not receiving compensation for the death of his son. The four years prior to the murder, Mike had just been stewing in his anger. Then he decided to get his revenge. They think that Mike just really... And I could see it happening, just was so consumed with what happened. Mm -hmm. And you get so mad and angry. He just started thinking, well, you know what? Maybe Doreen was trying to get rid of Paul. She had this whole new family. Yeah. And maybe Paul just didn't fit in to her whole new family with her new husband and her new daughter. And maybe, mm -hmm. maybe she's just trying to get rid, you know, like, mm -hmm. you, I could, and then ruminating if, on if that. If you didn't yeah. have anything and you didn't have an outlet to talk about your feelings and stuff, mm -hmm. I can see how you would just get in that deep of a hole yeah. and start thinking that kind of stuff. That doesn't make what he did right. Right. But I can see that. How he got to that point. Yes. Yeah. They thought that Mike had planned to kill the entire family due to the evidence of the coffins and the body bags. And they think that maybe the sight of children trick-or-treating outside is what finally pushed him to actually commit it. Mm -hmm. Like he was just like, yep, it's fucking right now. Just yeah. seeing the kids out. The defense claimed that Mike was mentally unhinged. Experts that evaluated him testified that he had become unglued over the loss of his son. And they claimed that he didn't know that Doreen was pregnant. And maybe he didn't because again, after that yeah. whole death lawsuit, mm -hmm. they didn't see him anymore. Initially, Mike pleaded not guilty, but during the trial, he changed that plea to not guilty by reason of insanity. But unfortunately, a psychiatrist never categorized him as being insane because mm -hmm. he's not, and he knew what he was doing. Mm-hmm. On August 16th, 1988, William Michael Dennis was found guilty to the murders and sentenced to death. He is currently in his 70s and remains on death row. I think he's at, I think something I read said he was at San Quentin. Wow. So it's another one that's still alive. Yeah, but I feel not as angry at him. Yeah. It's a, it's a, it's a sad, sad story all the way around. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because like you, I can I can see where he would get to that point. And I got all this. It was I heard the story, and then I started looking, you know, for my sources and stuff. And most of the stuff there's an episode of Snapped oh. all about him, mm. and it's uh, season twenty six, episode nine. And you can actually see um, Charles, her husband, and Deanna talk. And Deanna said it was really hard for her dad after, of course, mm -hmm. and they moved around a lot. And well, yeah, I can imagine. And like I said, Charles said he loved Paul too. Yeah. It was just so that was hard on him too, mm -hmm. but that wasn't his son, right? I mean, it's, it's and different. again, he, you know, same with Doreen. She had a husband. She had she had something else to live for, right? And Mike didn't. Yeah, Mike didn't. Wow. Hmm. Yeah. Damn. God damn. But like the cutting up of the baby. Mm -mm. That's, like he, that's the part. That, and that's right. yeah. that like okay, he may not have known she was pregnant, but he but still when figured he, it out. Yeah. I mean, he and probably then the, the damage had been done. I'm sure, and then. But why was he just like, oh, she's pregnant. Let me do this. Right. Yeah, that's that's sick. Yeah. Mm. It's rough. Golly. So that's our last Halloween story. <sighs> like I well, said, I saved. That was a good one. Yeah. That was a good Halloween one. Sad. Oh, but let me show you the picture wolf. of um everybody. The big bad wolf is kind of a, it's fucked up, but it's insane. It's kind of like a badass girl. <laughs> that's Doreen. Mm. Pregnant. Mm-hmm. Very pregnant. That's the wolf mask. That's the picture of him at the Halloween party. That's not. Crazy. That's not what I pictured in my mind. Yeah, it's a very it's cartoony, more of a goofy. Yeah, it's a cartoony. This is Doreen, and then uh, Mike. Mm. Mike looks a little looks unhinged. Unhinged. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Took the words right out of my brain. And then uh, this is Charles and Deanna. Mm. Wow. 
That's sad. That's a sad one. Thanks for sure. They're all sad, Jeez. but... <laughs> yeah, happy Halloween! <laughs> Drink your drink! I'm going to cry so, myself to yeah. sleep, just like I do after every episode. <laughs> well, hope you guys enjoyed this episode and our little, our whole little Halloween thing. And um, we'll be back next week with just our regular old, regular All true right. crime stories. I'm working on some stuff, so yeah. hopefully I have Taylor, she's got the one that oh, I wanted God her damn. to. She's, I, that's, that's the one we'll have to release next because okay. I just, I cannot wait okay. for you to it's hear it. It's pretty bad. Oh, wow. Well. Yeah, great. So. Get get ready for that. But are there lesbians in it? No kids. <laughs> there's kids. In yeah, it. yeah, yeah. Okay. There's no lesbians. But uh, you're not even gonna see this. Are there lesbians in it? I swear. I, I, swear I cannot handle another lesbian story. You're the one who was talking about having to bring up lesbian serial killers. Yeah. Anyway, you just want to feel represented. All right. Well, thank you guys for listening, and we'll talk at you next time. If you don't, follow us on Instagram at Lanier Scary Scaredness. Bye. Bye. Bye.